You're listening to the Odds Checker podcast, previewing this week's Champions League action. Now, in order to check out all of the markets and special offers discussed during the pod, head to www.oddschecker.com forward slash podcast. Welcome back to the fifth Odds Checker podcast. I'm your host, George Ellick, and as ever, we'll be previewing the Champions League fixtures, getting into the business stages now of the group stage, and I've got three expert guests, as ever, from across the industry joining me to try and create the perfect betting companion for the games. Joining me as a uh, sports journalist from The Mirror, Jack Rathbourne. Good to have you here, Jack. Thank you very much, George, for having me. And uh, returning uh, for a second time after an unbelievable debut in our first pod, David Priest, former goalkeeper, sports broadcaster, and, uh, rep- and representing Black Type here today. Good to have you back, David. Good to be here, George. Cheers for inviting me. And Alex Apati, PR exec for Ladbrook, so represented by two bookies today. They're sitting side by side. Let's hope they don't come to blows. Hi, hi, Alex. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm not too bad. It's the first time I've been called a. Um Expert, so <laughs> anything. So thank you. It's good to be so, here. Let's hope it's not the uh, the only time, eh? Um, David, quickly before we get into the nitty gritty of it, just want to come to you about the uh, the special that Black Type are offering for podcast listeners today. Yeah, we've got uh, Real Madrid, Chelsea, and Bayern all to win uh, at a booster price of six to four. So six to four, that's for new customers. So if you don't have a black type account, I recommend you get one right now and make sure you snap up that value. Uh, if you look on www.oddschecker.com forward slash podcasts, you'll see all of the tips that our experts have today and more details of that offer. Let's get down to it, though. And I'm coming to you first, Jack. The big question, the one we always start with before we look at the actual fixtures at the current prices from what you've seen so far, both domestically and in Europe, who is the value, in your opinion, to go on and win the Champions League? Well, I think the the market is pretty well priced up at the moment with PSG and City looking very strong. But I think when you go down the list of prices, uh, Chelsea stand out for me. Uh, 25 to 1 with Paddy Power. I think you look at a side that can potentially win the tournament and first and foremost they need to have organisation, a manager that is a specialist in um, head-to-head style management in knockout competitions, which Antonio Conte certainly has in his, um, his, in his arsenal. Uh, and then you look at, in terms of the squad makeup, first and foremost, it doesn't matter how organised you are, as I think Atleti have probably proven over the last few seasons, you need certainly match winners, but also big game players. And I think Alvaro Morata is a massive player for Chelsea because there are comparable strikers in terms of like Romelu Lukaku, but Morata over the last few seasons has proven a big game player. And if you look at his record, we can talk about stats a bit later, but just first and foremost which games has he scored in the last few seasons for Juventus, Real Madrid and now Chelsea. Let's go back this season, Atletico Madrid away for Chelsea. Go back over the last few seasons, you've got Napoli away, Man City away, Barcelona in the final, uh, Real Madrid home and away, Borussia Dortmund home and away. I mean, these are, these are massive games and he delivers, so you can really rely on him to score in the big games for Chelsea, I believe. And then how can you forget Eden Hazard, um, in absolutely sensational form this season, particularly in the Champions League. Gone under the radar a little bit with his compatriot De Bruyne grabbing the headlines in the Premier League. But Hazard in the Champions League has um, he's got the most key passes in the competition uh, so far at 4.3 a game. He's got the fourth most dribbles per game at 4.5. 
Um, so you, this is a player that's basically making things happen and opening things up. And certainly in the knockout stages, you're going to need players to unlock the door as 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 you will. So. Chelsea at 25-1 to one are, um, are my value bet, I would say. It does seem a big price. And obviously, Chelsea, a team mm. who have history in, in winning the Champions League when maybe not expected to as well. Mm-hmm. That 25-1 to one is available with a few firms. Paddy Power, as you mentioned, bet 365. So, easily accessible. Priestley, coming to you now, um, I mean, when you're looking at this market, it's obviously changed a lot since the beginning of the season. I mean, where are you seeing the, the value lying at the moment? I think uh, if, if you're looking at the, the odds we've put up, I think uh, we've got United at 16 to 1. Uh, I think it's probably his top price that. Yeah. And, and I think they haven't really impressed, but they haven't had to in the in the Champions League so far. Um, it's kind of a little bit the same situation with Real Madrid. You know that at some stage they're probably going to get going. They're not impressing at all. Man United the same. And I don't think I don't know why I'm just getting carried away by the you know the return of Paul Pogba and uh, and Zlatan at the weekend. Zlatan, I mean, he, he looked as fit as, as he ever has done. He, I know he's had the injury as a 36-year-old, but this isn't any other, a, a normal <laughs> 36-year-old. He's like a machine. But I think Pogba's been the uh, the, the real sort of boost them. Because I, I get asked the question over the last few weeks, have they missed Pogba? And I haven't really uh, been able to come up with an answer, simply because... I wasn't overly impressed last season, but when you look at it, uh, it's sort of isolated instance, sort of he, he, passing the chances that he's created for for uh, for strike, especially Ibrahimovic last season that were missed. You know, it could have been a hell of a season for him last year if, if those chances had been converted. But looking at him at the weekend, yeah, he's had a couple of months out, and he, he's uh, he looks like he's not missed it. And I think he, he possibly could be the the the, the, just the little missing green that they've needed in you know when they've when they went this, uh, to into big games looking for that edge trying to keep it tight trying to defend and needing that edge it could just be him. It's interesting that both of you have spoken about the need to be good in good big games because we're getting to that stage of the competition now where you know these games are important getting towards the knockout stages. Is there a concern that you know Jack said how good uh, Murata's record is in big games? Romelu Lukaku, the opposite could be said. Only you know, the flat track bully is, a, is something he's accused of quite often. Do you see that being a, being an issue going forward? Not at all. Simply because I think they've got that many options. Um, you know, I think Martial's impressed this season. You've still got Rashford. If you if you play Rashford in a more central position, he's he's always going to be a threat. But I just think that. You, know, you look back to uh, Mourinho at Inter Milan and how he won the uh, the Champions League that season and. You can see he he's looking that way again. He's he's got that kind of mindset again, where he's looking to defend in these big games, and it's very difficult to do it all the way through the uh, one competition. But I think uh, over the two legs, once we get in the, to the knockout stages, they've got the quality uh, to score against teams. Of course they have, but I think uh, the fact that they're going to go in there and they're not going to give any goals away, you know, that's a big plus. Them. 16 to 1, as you say, with black type. Always interesting looking at black type's prices. They certainly stick their neck out with some of them. And they are 7 to 2 favourites with Man City, which is much, much shorter than the rest of the field. Um, we've already had two shouts for um, English teams to do well now in Chelsea and United. Um, interesting to see, Alex, an all English final is 8 to 1 uh, with Labrooks. And an English winner of the Champions League is 6 to 4 with Labrooks as well, which look like you know, juicy prices considering what these two you know, experts have said about the, about the clubs. Yeah, it definitely does. Um, also, which English side will go the furthest? We've priced up Manchester City. I think that's the value bet there at 11 to 10. I can see them going a long way this year. Manchester United are 7 to 2. Spurs are available at 11 to 2 to be the last English side standing. 
Chelsea eight to one and Liverpool probably looking unlikely at nine to one. Could be some value in the eights for Chelsea though, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, I forgot to mention in terms of like the the makeup of a group at the moment for Chelsea. Obviously, a point behind Roma, but it's not a disaster at the moment because they've got that four point cushion against Atletico Madrid. Uh, you got Roma obviously travelling to Madrid uh, this week, so potential for them to drop points and as long as Chelsea take care of business in uh, Azerbaijan then they really should be at least in the, the knockout stage and then we can look at the makeup of the, the other groups and it doesn't look like the top spot will be as big of an advantage as it was in past seasons. So Alex, coming to you now for your pick for Champions League winner, um, Chelsea and you, these two obviously great pedigree in the competition, your pick certainly a club who have uh, done great things in the Champions League in the past. Yeah, I think I have to say I disagree with the guys to my left just because apparently only Spanish teams are allowed to win the Champions League these days. So um, if, we, if we're taking that into consideration, I think the value bet is Barcelona at 13-2, to two, there or thereabouts. Um, I wouldn't have said that at the start of the season. I didn't think they had a chance. I thought they got their transfers all wrong. I, I thought they dealt with the Neymar situation all com- completely wrong. But at the moment, they're taking La Liga by storm. I think that... Yeah, domestically they've they've built up enough of a gap at the top of the table to maybe sit back a little bit domestically and and go for it in the Champions League now. Again, um, as Jack said earlier, I can understand why City and PSG are both favourites and second favourites, but I think that they're both relatively new teams. I think that a good season for Manchester City this year is winning the Premier League comfortably and say maybe a semi-final, possibly a final in the Champions League. Let's not forget that they could win a couple of cups as well, the EFL Cup or um, FA Cup. As for PSG, okay, they, they battered Bayern Munich earlier in the uh, in the season, but can they pull off those kind of performances consistently over two legs in the latter parts of the uh, of the Champions League? I don't I don't think so. And one team that they proved that they couldn't do that against is Barcelona. So you're 13 to two. It just seems a bit too big for me at the moment. 7-1 is available, I must say, obviously, because I want to check it. 13-2 with Labrick, 7-1 uh, with the likes of uh, William Hill, Betfair, Unibet. Um, I think now, over the course of the podcast series, I think we've pretty much got every base covered now in, the, uh, in that question. So whoever, <laughs> when it comes down to it, I think we should have a winner there. Looking at the, uh, the, the kind of less positive side of things and teams who, who, we, who we fear for, really, you know, two games to go left of the group stages, clubs are going to start having to really turn it on to, to avoid an early exit. Jack, who, who, who do you think looks um, vulnerable, basically, just, just not to even get to knockout stages? Well, I think you look at uh, the value in terms of uh, somebody that's probably really expected to go through now, but could be in for a shock over the next two games if they think they've, they've done, done it so far. Shakhtar Donetsk in Group F got a six-point advantage over Napoli at the moment, and you'd think that'd be curtains with two games to go, but Napoli hosts them this week they can win that game and overturn the head-to-head advantage, then Shakhtar have got to host City in the last game. City will have already got top spot wrapped up, but I think their style of play lends to controlling a game and I think even without that motivation, I think they can they can go to Ukraine and win and then Napoli simply have to beat Feyenoord. And I think certainly it's, uh, it's, not, it's not ideal for Sarri's men and I think they'll prioritise Serie A this season to break the duck and uh, win their first Scudetto in 20 plus years but I think 3-1 to one for Shakhtar to exit is is pretty hefty when you consider 
their away record over the last um, the last few seasons. Uh, last season they lost in the, the playoff to Young Boys two uh, 0 away from home. Uh, you've got um, so far. This season, they lost 2-0 at City, looked pretty abject. Uh, last year, big game away from home to Celta, lost by two goals there. So I think um, certainly like it's there for Napoli if they want it. The, the toxic atmosphere in uh, um, San Paolo can really lend to a big win this week for Napoli and set them up to pull off the great escape as you will in the, in the final round. So that is three to one with William Hill on Napoli qualifying, which in effect... The way that group is made up will mean that Shakhtar do go out. David, who are you looking at with uh, with fear for their Champions League status? Do you know, out of all the teams, I've looked through all the uh, all the the groups, and going off the uh, the result yesterday between Juventus and, and Sampdoria, the fact that um, Buffon was omitted from the squad, Buzagli, I think that um, they get beat off uh, Barcelona midweek, and then they're in. Big danger, real big danger. I think uh, you know if you if you look at their what their the last group game would be, um, it's Olympiacos. You know, so you you, you think they'd win you'd, they'd win that game, but you're looking at it then Sporting Lisbon going into the last game against Barcelona, who will probably will have qualified as as first place. Will they rest players? Perhaps not. I mean, they normally put a, a good side out and. And, and not rest a lot of the players, but it's a big fear now. I mean, and, and also it's the it's not the fact that it's, they'll be with Buffon. Buffon will be back, but Zaglia back. But it's 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 the the effect that uh, the, the exit the uh, of Italy of the World Cup out of the World Cup is going to have an effect on them. Is it is it going to be a long hangover? And I think once the pressure's on them as well, you know, if they do get beat of Barcelona midweek, it's it, there's going to be a lot of. Uh, yeah, a lot of nerves around it. That last group game. And someone who obviously you, you you know you know the psyche of a goalkeeper. You must have watched a lot of uh, Buffon in his career. Did it surprise you that he didn't play against Sampdoria? I mean, it, the reason being given that he needed time to get over their their, their World Cup exit, Italy's. I think it's obviously taken a, a lot out of him, but he doesn't just take on the responsibility of a, the goalkeeper or a captain. He's taken on the responsibility of the uh, of the whole country. And I still think that after the game when you know. You'd see how visibly upset he was. It visibly moved, and he. I think he's he's very one of these players who a lot of people pay lip service to fans and uh, to to people of the country if they play for the national teams. But he was genuinely moved by by what had happened, and he he took the responsibility on as if he was the captain. He's a leader of his country, and the fact that they didn't didn't qualify he shows a lot of the a lot of the blame for that. Un, I mean, unjustly, but you just see that that that's the the way he feels, and he's a strong character. I think that's the one thing about him. And of course, he'll, he'll pull through and and, and turn it around. But it's, um, like I said, it's I, I do do fear for them out of uh, out of all the big sides. I suppose, in a way, the fact that he takes on that responsibility just shows how much of a loss he is if he's not playing or if he's not in that in that mindset. Well, that's it. I mean, the, you know, Chesney's obviously coming with a long-term plan in the summer thinking that knowing that he's not going to play this season or not play a lot of games and uh, he's did, he did remarkably well at Roma last mm. season and you he, would have thought it was a he was a suitable stand-in not that he had a bad game by any means no. Sampdoria played very well and um, but it, it wasn't as close as the, the scoreline suggests No So uh, Sporting Lisbon are 10-1 to 1 with Sport Pisa to qualify which in effect 
would send Juve packing. Although Olympiacos still not out of it yet. Six points in their remaining two games would be unlikely, but could get them through at 66-1. to one. Um, Alex, who, who are you looking at? Maybe a surprising choice here. Maybe not one you're looking at at a group stage exit, maybe further down the line. Yeah, I'm looking at the last 16 and uh, possibly controversial, so I'll try and keep this as short as possible in case I'm horribly <laughs> wrong. But um, Real Madrid for an early exit in the in the last 16. I think obviously it's, a, it's something that we'll price up once we know exactly who's through and who, and who they'll be up against. But it's looking likely in that group that they're going to finish second, which sets up some potentially horrible last 16 clashes. You look at some of the people topping groups at the moment. Um, not only that, but they've, they've also shown this season that, uh, well, domestically and on the European stage, that they're beatable. Uh, they've lost to Spurs and they've dropped points at home against Spurs. They, you, you would expect over two legs in the, in the last 16. A lot of teams will be fancying their chances against this Real Madrid side. I'd, I just something's not quite ticking at the moment. Um, I don't know what needs to change there exactly. Uh, Zinedine Zidane is under a lot of pressure as well. Uh, will he even be there by the time the knockout stages come around? Could could Madrid come in and just make a make a drastic change? That might that might change everything altogether and you know, might uplift the players a little. But yeah, I do quite like the look of Madrid um, for a last sixteen shock exit. Uh, not a very nice game from coming up now as well against Apoel. Uh, Apple obviously holding by uh, Borussia Dortmund twice to one all draws. By no means a gimme you would have thought there either. No, exactly. I mean, yeah, we. I, I've just said you're assuming that Madrid finished second, but you know, a bad result this week against Apoel, and all of a sudden, if Dortmund pick up something at home against Spurs, suddenly Madrid are in trouble. There's a clash then at the end of this, uh, the last game. Is it Dortmund Madrid? Mm. Could be huge. I'm not expecting it, but. Stranger things have happened. No, Skybet have uh, have Madrid five hundred on to qualify. So if you can get on the other, other side of that, you're looking, <laughs> <laughs> looking at the, the actual the week the week's fixtures. You know we've touched on Applewell against Real Madrid there. Um, David, what's what, what's the best bet? I mean, what, what's the one that you think that people should really be tucking into this this week? I'm going to go for Besiktas uh, two to one uh, against Porto. Porto are a very good side, but Besiktas have been surprised package really. Uh, Done very well. Cheng Tosun, five and nine games in the league, four and four in Champions League. Um, I think they're uh, full of confidence uh, and going into that. And I think uh, two one's a good price for them. Yeah, that does look a big price at home as well. And if you're going to follow in David's nap, make sure you get it on early because it's a five o'clock kickoff on Tuesday. So don't suddenly log into your betting account or go into the odds checker site at seven o'clock hoping to get on to see that they've already bagged the three points. Uh, 40 to 17, which seems a strange price. That is the biggest price out there with Unibet. Um, Jack, what's the nap? Uh, for me, uh, building on our previous question, I like Napoli to win uh, minus one. Napoli nap, that's a good one. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Um, you can get um, odds against on that, so I quite like that. Obviously, they lost 2-1 in the Ukraine, so they need to reverse the head-to-head in that to stand any chance of getting that six-point deficit back, tying it up after six games and, and going through on that head-to-head. Uh, against Shakhtar, I think you look at Napoli, good preparation at the weekend, 2-1 win over AC Milan, pretty comfortable, um, like David said about Sampdoria-Juventus, uh, that uh, scoreline was a bit misleading in terms of how close that game was, and certainly uh, Napoli-Milan, uh, the late consolation for Romagnoli um, made that look a bit tighter than it was, uh, the uh, second goal was Jelinski. We scored with 20 minutes ago. They eased off, uh, brought off Hamzik. So they should be nicely rested and uh, I think they'll go full guns blazing for this one and to win by more than a goal, which is what they have to do. 
uh, I think is a bit of value there. It's a five to four best price for Betfair. Mm -hmm. um, do you think that maybe, because a lot of people spoke about Napoli being the dark horses for the competition and mm -hmm. two defeats to Manchester City, who, you know, black type, as we said, make favourites. Do you mm -hmm. think people are now almost going the other way where they're underestimating just how good they are? A little bit. I think the two games with Manchester City were close games, but I think the ruthlessness of City proved um, over the two games. Uh, Napoli had their chances and certainly at the at City's uh, ground at the Etihad they had, they could have won that game and they missed from the spot with Mertens and this is a side that certainly at home they can they can dominate large spells and they did so against City in that second game against Shakhtar I expect them to do so and if they are prolific in front of goal this time then I can I can see a, a comfortable win this week and Alex, um, we're off to Azerbaijan, as ever, for your nap. Um, I, I know you're a huge fan of Azerbaijani football. Can't get uh, enough. <laughs> uh, off to Baku, and, uh, and your nap is more good news for, for Chelsea fans who are listening. Yeah, I like the look of Chelsea minus one. I think they're a bit short in the match betting market, but minus one is just under even money with Labrook. It's 19 to 20. They're playing against the Karabakh side, who essentially have got nothing to play for at this point of the uh, competition. Whereas Chelsea are still looking to top their group, they're still capable of, of doing that. Um, they're already playing catch-up with Roma at the top of the group, but let's not forget Roma have got to travel to Atletico Madrid this week, who themselves are still in the Champions League very much so. So it's a little psychological that I'm going with the minus one. I think, number one, they've already beaten Karabakh, was it 6-0 earlier in the, in the season? So they're... They're capable of scoring for fun. They've just uh, off the back of a four-nil win away from home against against West Brom. If Roma don't win and Chelsea do, Chelsea are top of the group. It's then in their hands, I think, for it sets up a clash with Atletico at the end of the groups. I, I think that Chelsea will be confident that Atletico can get something out of Roma, and therefore against Karabakh themselves, they're going to go all out and just make sure that they. Uh, finish this week top of their group. And a lot's changed since that amazing Chelsea performance in Madrid. Um, Chelsea's you know, really stuttering against Roma. Does that concern you, that form in Europe? It does a little bit. If we're talking about... I mean, one of the picks for the Champions League, let's not forget, at the start of the mm. show was Chelsea to win the Champions League. So if they're going to go and win the Champions League, you would expect them to go and beat Karabakh. Fair enough. Response. That's me told. <laughs> um, so, the, uh, so yeah, Chelsea minus one, 19-20 with Labrooks. A bit of even money around in places, sporting bet. Uh, one of them, if you were to have the Nap treble, that is Napoli minus one, Chelsea minus one and Besiktas to win. That is a tasty 12.95 to 1 with Betfair, um, which looks very, very nice indeed. Make sure you do use the, uh, the bet basket because if you didn't use another firm, it's as short as about 10 to 1 in other places. So make sure you're getting the best price for it by using the bet basket on oddschecker.com. Jack, I know that whilst uh, we normally just have a nap and then we move on to, to our lay, there's another bet that you found that you think the listeners should know about. Yeah, I think uh, I like to do the... Um results-based market or with the handicap but I think you can uh, have a bit of fun with the um, anytime goal scorer and double that up and take on PSG at home to Celtic this week I think uh, the big three up, up top Neymar Cavani Mbappe uh, been the top scorers in Champions League this season and um, it seems like when they're on it they can they're all score basically uh, obviously put five past them at Celtic Park so you, you can look at Neymar and Cavani, both scored four, four each so far. Both score against Celtic, that's 8-11. to 11. But a word of warning, obviously Monaco next weekend for PSG, it's a yeah. massive game. But 
with that in mind, maybe you can get even more value by looking at Mbappe, who was nicely rested for this one, came back from international break and uh, wasn't even needed against Nantes. So he'll be straight in for this Celtic game. If you want to take on Mbappe plus one of the other big two, maybe wait for the, the team used to come through. You can take Mbappe uh, plus Cavani at 11 to 10 or Mbappe and Neymar even longer at 11 to 8. So maybe keep an eye on the team use and look to have a couple of combinations there because I think they can certainly put Celtic to the sword and rack up the goals again. Even looking at other players in that team, mm -hmm. I mean, if we are expecting goals, I do think the Celtic team have maybe impressed more mm -hmm. than we thought they were going to in the, in the competition so far, but mm -hmm. away from home at Paris is tricky. Um, Mbappe 3-4 to four with Betwave as a single, which looks a fair mm -hmm. price. Then even uh, Angel de Maria 15-8 to eight with Paddy's if he plays Draxer 9-4 to four with, mm -hmm. with Betfred. That does seem to be some value around. Yeah, I, I like the, uh, the single on Mbappe. Um, as I mentioned, um, uh, Unai Emery is, is taking a bit of caution with him coming back from um, international duty. This is a young boy, as uh, we maybe forget, considering his meteoric, meteoric rise. Uh, so, yeah, Mbappe on his own is certainly worth a look as well. Certainly there. So that's a nice little kind of shorter price goal scorer. Normally you associate these goal scorer bets as slightly bigger prices, but there we've seen that there might be some money made uh, on odds-on bets on getting with PSG. Looking again now at the teams that we expect to struggle uh, in this week, and you think if they're struggling now, that's either because they're, they're, they're already through or because they're already out. Um, David, who are you looking at with, with a bit of fear uh, in, these, in these fixtures this week? Yeah, just looking at uh, Sport and Lisbon against Olympia. Sport and Lisbon got a lot to, to play for here. They can, uh, like I said, if uh, if it goes for them in uh, in, in Turin, they can uh, they can leap over uh, Juventus. Uh, they're playing at home to Olympiacos. Uh, they're eight to fifteen, but with minus one, um, I think will be a, a decent uh, a decent bet simply because Olympiacos. They're not even as dominant in their, their own league as they have been in recent years. They, they've been beaten three times already this season. Uh, they've lost to the close rivals, Panthenikos, who are having a horrendous season themselves. Um, they've lost a, a manager already. So I, I just think that Olympiacos, they, they haven't got a lot to play for now. They, you know, they, they're not going to get in the Europa League either. So it, it's not going to be a case of they've got nothing to play for, so they'll play with more freedom. Things aren't going well in, in any competition for the moment, even though the the top of the league. And I think that uh, Greek football the next couple of seasons is uh, is going to is going to be a, a sharp shock to them because I think it's uh, it's going to go downhill. I mean, the, the, the dominance of Olympiakos the last few seasons has, has almost destroyed Greek football in itself. But the fact that they're going to struggle the next couple of seasons due to, uh, to things going behind the scenes, uh, it's not good news for for Greek football. So I'd go for Sport in Lisbon uh, minus one. Minus one is eight to five of Betfair, so getting against Olympiacos by backing Lisbon minus one eight to five of Betfair. Um, it's interesting hearing you speaking about the, the you know the Greek league and how it's going to struggle. Um, we've seen Lisbon obviously doing very well. We've seen Porto also um, excelling this year. Is that is the Liga Nosh a, a league that we can look at as, as kind of strengthening year on year? Well, we we always know that it, it just produces. It seems to have this conveyor belt where it just produces young footballs all the time, and I think it's. Uh, in terms of the, the the talent coming through, it's it's almost like the the, the Eredivisie where all the talent has, has gone out the league before they've begun to flourish and, and show real quality. So they don't get really get the benefit of that. But I think you you're right. You're saying it, it's especially Lisbon and uh, I mean you look at Benfica now they, they haven't done great this season, but they've still got that young talent coming through mm. as well. Absolutely. And, and a word on uh, on Benfica just. 
Their goalkeeper's obviously made some headlines over the last few weeks, especially in the games against uh, Manchester United. Um, as, as someone who studies goalkeepers and, and you know, how was he, 18 years old? Yeah, he's just 18 years old. And uh, you're right, it, it, something like that, especially happening, the, you know, the way it happened in the first game where it was, it's just a, a massive error of judgment. Um, and to, for something like that to happen twice, it, it, it's ridiculous, really. But you could see in the way that, uh, in his demeanour, the way that he didn't let it affect him, he went on to to still have a great game. You know, I've come back from a, from a game at the weekend, Sunderland against Millwall, where it's you, you could see two keepers who were affected by the mistakes that they made, and it's excruciating to watch as an ex-goalkeeper. Uh, there's nothing worse, but uh, he showed great strength. And, and the fact is... I didn't at the time. I didn't like the, the way the manager reacted because he kind of held his his head in his hands when he made the first mistake in in Portugal, and you kind of think it sounds out a negative uh, sort of body language to him. But I think that uh, the fact that he came out and backed him so fervently, and uh, you could see he's, a, he's going to be a top quality goalkeeper. So uh, I don't think we should look too much into those mistakes. And obviously, and, and also saved the um, saved the penalty as well. It's Sfila, I think Manchester United fans. Um, Macy is a bit of a bit of a joke figure, but certainly shouldn't be, and, and has a huge future ahead of him. Well, I mean, the second game it was it was a just a, a freak, you know. It's uh, there's nothing he can really do about that. Uh, but I think you know you, you look at um, the, the you look at what the, the comments of the, of the manager after the game, and I'd be very surprised if he's he's there in uh, at the end of next season. It'll be interesting to see where he goes. Good goalkeeper, certainly a valuable valuable commodity. Um, Alex, who are you looking looking at as, as possibly being being a, a team to swerve and, and, and you know, profit off there? Well, I'm slowly moving further and further away from your guests because I seem to be disagreeing with everything oh, that no. they're, they're saying. <laughs> um, Jack's nap earlier was Napoli minus one, but I'd, I have to be honest, I don't even see them winning this one. I think they're f- round about four to nine to beat Shakhtar. They're flying high in Syria, of course, but it's come at a cost in the Champions League and they're already six points off now so they have to overturn that deficit and as well as better the head-to-head against Shakhtar Shakhtar play for a draw here and they and they're through right so the double chance I think uh, so for a Shakhtar win or the draw is nine to five I quite like the look of that and yeah I think if Napoli are going to sustain that that lead I think they're two points clear in Serie A at at the top of the table if they're going to sustain that I think that then progressing through to the latter stages of the Champions League would be a hindrance. I don't think they're good enough at the moment to, to really make a challenge for the, for the Champions League. And I think it could end up getting in their way. So I think the best thing for them, this year at least, is maybe a third place finish in their group. Test some kids out in Europa League and just go for it, Syria. Well, I was about to say, I mean, the Europa League is obviously, if they do want to get out of the European competition, mm-hmm. it's probably still not ideal to be having to go to the Europa League. We are playing on a Thursday and, and you, know, you say play the kids, but... Is that would they, do you think they would pay the kids? Presumably they. You know, they I think know. I think the attention certainly from, from from the fans. I don't think the fans would mind. I think if the boss came out and said, "Look, we're going for Serie A this season. Next year we can maybe take a look at progressing further in the Champions League, and so therefore we're going to kind of take a bit of a back step." You don't see that enough. I, I wish that managers did come out and say that when it comes to Europa League. Certainly for the teams finishing third in the Champions yeah. League, I would like to see a manager come out and just say, like, you know. We're way, taking this easier. I don't know what, what you, how you wait for a reaction. Yeah, maybe, get, get, maybe. A, get a sharp slap on the wrist. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I'll leave it to the listener to decide who's made the, the better um, the better case for there about Alex and getting against Napoli or, or, or Jack um, going for them. Um, Jack, who are you looking at to be a, a vulnerable team in, the, in, the, in this week? Well, I think in terms of do or die, it's time for Atletico Madrid, really. Um, 
at the Wandan Metropolitano. You got odds on for Atleti at the moment, and I think while they while they are due, and certainly Antoine Griezmann is due, eight games without a goal now. I wouldn't want to be back in them, and certainly with Roma coming to town, they've got some pedigree in Europe now. They've they've really shocked Chelsea last time out, and um, they're they're high on confidence. They won the derby della Capitale at the weekend, two nil. Uh, they're in great form. Rajan Angelan is thriving uh, in his role, and I just think, yeah, odds against. I wouldn't want to be touching Atleti uh, for this one, despite their desperate need for a win. Their home form. While they can keep them out, as they've shown against Real Madrid at the weekend in their own derby, you look at their home form in the Champions League this season, they lost to Chelsea 2-1 and Carabag held them. So I think Roma at the double chance might be worth a look there. Um, I'd be steering clear of Atleti. Roma, Roma Roger is even money with sporting bet. Does it not concern you that in the, in the game at the Stadio Olimpico, the first round of fixtures, um, it was nil-nil, but that was the game that Atleti you know, certainly dominated and probably deserved to win? They did dominate it, and uh, but as we've seen with the Champions League, uh, certainly with the way Chelsea have rebounded off being having a hammering at the hands of Roma, that was a long time ago for them as they pushed on now and had a reaction. Certainly, that feels like a lifetime ago in terms of the the way both teams have gone since then. Um, Atleti would have been gutted not to have won that game, but they wouldn't have been ultimately too worried having having taken a point away from home. So. I think the complexion of the two sides entering this game is, is totally different to last time out. So just to say, Jack, you're, you're back in the Roma win or draw. And I'm saying earlier in the show, Atletico are going to take some points from Roma. Should we just settle on the draw there at <laughs> yeah. 23 to yeah. 10? Exactly, yeah. Maybe uh, that, 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 <laughs> we figured uh, it out, right? I think, I think Roma would certainly uh, settle for that. I think um, they know that top spot is, is, is a bonus, but to have come out of this group having been the underdogs. Let, let's not forget with Atleti and Chelsea, um, certainly favourites before a ball was kicked to, to get through. Uh, they certainly won't be uh, kicking themselves too much if they, they cough up top spot with uh, two games to go. And uh, I know that moving on to our last, our last section, which is always the long shot section, where we try and make some serious uh, profits for the listeners. Um, Jack, you're sticking with the same game and, and, and going back to the goalscoring market. Yeah, I mean, it's not the... The longest of long shots. You're not gonna, we're not going to be millionaires, but as long as it's um, a winner, we don't mind. But um, I do think sticking with that game, and off the back of uh, a real statement uh, result of the weekend for Roma, uh, Nangalan is is proving himself to be a world class midfielder, and he is potentially making Roberto Martinez look a little bit silly with um, his hiatus uh, from the, the Belgian national team. I think he would be a a massive asset for them heading into the World Cup next year. Talk about Nangalan, all action, really does give him a, a good box-to-box influence. And part of that is uh, fed through his ability to complete dribbles, um, made four at the weekend, and, and that's led to him taking on shots. And he, he's, even though he's a tough tackling midfielder, combative, he really does enjoy getting to that, uh, the edge of the area and, uh, linking up and taking on shots and um, as proven at the weekend uh, an absolutely beautiful uh, shot from just outside the area tucked away into the bottom corner and um, that was one of four shots at the weekend so he's, he's not shy in front of goal and you can get seven to two at him to score any time and I think with Atleti 
as Alex has already said, they're going to need to push for a win here. It's do or die. So if this game opens up and you've got somebody with uh, the lung capacity of Nangalan to really drive Roma forward, forward in transitions, there might be a little bit of value there um, for Nangalan to get two and two. And two so. Interesting you say seven and two. This is why, you, you know, listeners have got to check the odds checker grids because there yeah. is 21 to four available. So that's bigger than five wow. uh, with Unibet. So... If you do like the sound of that uh, Nangland to score, make sure you take the 21-4 mm-hmm. rather than the 7-2 advised. Um, Alex, where, where are we looking? Another goal scorer bet for you as well, I think. Yeah, I'm going with Man City against Feyenoord. Look, the, this isn't the outsider. They're 1-8 to win. I'm not backing <laughs> that. Um, but looking in particular at Sergio Aguero. Uh, he didn't play at all against Leicester, but he was on the obvious, for obvious reasons. I think he injury serious injury or something uh, with with Argentina but the fact he was on the bench at the weekend suggests he's certainly fit enough to to play like he wasn't needed at the weekend which means he's probably going to be close to full fitness in the week against the Feyenoord side who have already been beaten 4-0 by Man City this season I think when City score generally Sergio scores as well uh, there's probably value in the 4-9 if you want to really if you want an odds on shots but if we're talking uh, if we want to be millionaires, then let's look at Sergio Aguero to score in both halves. It's 100 to 30 with Labricks. I think, yeah, I'm, I'm expecting him to start the game, probably over Jesus, if not alongside Jesus. So I think he'll come out of the traps flying, as City always do, and he'll be in amongst the action. City, uh, So for him to score in both halves. And how about there's 8-1 to one about him to score a hat-trick at Paddy Power, which seems a huge price, because as you say, when the floodgates open, they normally don't close. Yeah, there's, va- there's value there. Will he play the full 90 up f- for a hat-trick? I'm not sure. Maybe I'm just being too picky here and, <laughs> and, and leaning towards my own bet. But there is, certainly for 8-1, to one, certainly for Aguero at home against a relatively weak side, it's good value in that, actually. I quite like the look of it. And David, last but by no means least, where are you looking for that, for that big, the moneymaker? I am going to look at uh, Borussia Dortmund against Spurs. I think that's... Um, the way that Dortmund play, they 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 don't adjust to to anybody who they play. The uh, boss is very bloody minded about the way that he sets up. He doesn't change tactics for anybody. We've seen at Wembley how much that suits Spurs. The way they play, they play a very high line Dortmund, and and just it's playing at the Spurs' hands. And I think uh, especially with uh, Borky as well, he's not in the greatest of form. And I think. He was criticised for the the goals he let in at Wembley at near post with Harry Kane, but I th- and, and and Son. But I I really think that it's a, it's a weakness that was identified by Pochettino. We've seen it in the, in later games as well, where he's conceded goals at near post as well. And it's I'm not not one of these people who think the sh- keepers shouldn't be beaten at near post, but it was the fact that he's he's trying to read uh, shots across him to his left, and he was he was opening that space up to to his right hand side near post. So I think there's going to be goals here. So I'm. Uh, I'm going to take the win cast of uh, Spurs win and Deli Ali to score first. Uh, I think we're looking at around 20 to 1 to that. Mm. To Spurs to win and Deli to score first. 20 to 1, that is a big old price indeed. Um, as we mentioned before, uh, David here representing Black Type. Black Type have a special just for you, listener. If you don't have an account, make sure you sign up. Uh, it is Real Madrid, Chelsea, and Bayern all to win at an enhanced 6 to 4. I just want to thank all my guests for joining us today. I'm 
sure that there are going to be some winners in there, mainly because you disagree with each other, so someone has to win. Um, <laughs> but Alex, a pastor from Nabrooks, thanks very much. Thanks, it's been a pleasure being here. David Priest, welcome back, and thank you very much for, uh, for, for joining us again. No problem, and if that, uh, if that win cast comes up, I, I probably won't be here next week. <laughs> <laughs> and Jack Rathbone as well, thank you. Thanks very much, pleasure. Make sure you go to www.oddschecker.com forward slash podcast uh, to see all of the um, tips today and, and the offer. And make sure you check the site and place your bets through the site uh, for all your Champions League bets in order to ensure you're getting the best price for your bets.